This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. And the title of this sermon is Faith in Healing. And, uh, you know, uh, Jesus' main uh, thing that he did when he was down here on earth, he healed people. He delivered people and he set people free. And so, you know, I'm going to say this, that, that healing... Um, it, you know, Jesus said healing is the children's bread. Amen. So it, it, it is part of our rights as Christians to walk in health. So, so what happens when, when the doctor gives you a bad report? What happens when you get a pain in your body? What, how are you supposed to respond to these things? You know, most people will respond in the natural. But, you know, I'm going to teach you not to respond in the natural today. I'm going to teach you to respond in the supernatural. And a lot of times when, when a pain comes on our body or when, when we get a, a bad doctor's report, uh, we, a lot of times we respond by receiving that report. You know, I talked about faith and, uh, and in, the, in the past few weeks and, 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 and I talked about that, that when I got in the Word of Faith movement, uh, people may say something negative and we just say, I don't receive that. And so I'm going to say this to you today. Don't receive that bad report. In other words, don't come in agreement. And I'm talking to anybody today. In other words, you know, in Amos 3, 3, it says, how can two walk together unless they're in agreement? And so the bottom line is we got to get on God's side. And so what I mean by that is that when a doctor gives you a negative report, I heard a, a person that had, had a report of cancer, but they never admitted that they had cancer and they got healed. They did not receive that report. Now, I'm not saying deny the fact that you have something in your body that's trying to take you down. I'm just saying deny the, 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 the right for it to be in your body. Amen. Deny the right for it to be. Don't come into agreement with that bad report. So, so what am I saying to you today? I'm saying, number one, you have to make the word of God your final authority. Is the word of God your final authority or is the doctor's report your final authority? Just because you have a doctor's report, I'm going to say that that doctor's report is subject to change. Can I get an amen in the house today? That doctor's report, you know, lots of doctors have, you know, they give reports because they can only go with medical science, but we go with a, a higher plane, and that's the Word of God. You know, the Bible says that God's Word is spirit and is life. The Word of God will create life into our bodies. So we have to make the Word of God first place in our life. We must put God's Word first. Matthew 4, 4, I love this. When Jesus was in the wilderness, he was dealing with the attack of the devil. And I'm telling you, sometimes we get under attack, we get under pain, but, but the enemy was trying to get, get Jesus to cast away the word of God. And we know that Jesus was tempted by the devil to, to turn stones into bread while he was fasting. And, but Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. 
In other words, we should not live by the doctor's report. We should not live by the pain that we're dealing with in our body. No, we should live by the word of God. Can I get a witness in the house today? We got to make God's word final authority in our life. We must be convinced that it is God's will for us to walk in divine health. You got to be convinced of this. Uh, you know, uh, faith begins where the will of God is known. I have somebody quoting that back there at the back seat. Faith begins, if you don't know God's will, how can you partake of his promise? I'm going to say that again. If you do not know God's will for your life, the most important thing that you need to find in your life is God's will for your life. If you get out of God's will, that's when problems come into your life. But we got to stay in the will. Look at your neighbor and say, stay in the will of God. See, see we, we got to stay in the will of God. We, we got to understand that, that God's will is his word and we got to stay in his will. Amen. That's one of, one of the things that can hinder us from our health is getting out of the will of God. And so you're in a perfect place when you're in the will of God. So faith begins where the will of God is known. Matthew 8, 1, 3 says it this way. When he had come down from the mountain, talking about Jesus, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, the father's having a bad day today and I'm not willing. No, uh, no, he didn't say that. If you, if he, he said, Jesus actually said, uh, he said, if you're willing, you can make me king. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. So what, what, what is this telling us today? Well, this is telling me that God's perfect will, because the leper wasn't too sure if it was the will of God for him to be healed. He wasn't too sure. He knew the power of God could make him well. He knew that God could do miracles. We all know that. But he wasn't too sure if it was God's will for him to be healed until Jesus said, I am willing. And when Jesus said, I am willing, Jesus was saying that his will is for you not to walk in sickness, not to walk in disease, but to walk in health, wholeness, soundness, preservation, protection, prosperity, and eternal life. That's salvation. That's what he wants us walking in. So we see here that Jesus actually touched this leper and, and Jesus made him whole. Jesus, I'm going to say this, wants to make you whole today. It doesn't matter how long you've been dealing with whatever symptoms you've been dealing with you, your body or whatever the doctors said that you have. And, you know, some doctors say you're going to have it for the rest of your life. You don't need to receive that. You don't have to have it for the... Am I talking to anybody today? No, God's word can trump the doctor's report. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so we, we, we must come in agreement with God's word. And so faith begins where the will of God is known. Amen? 
we must believe, and I'm going to say this, we must believe in the finished work of Jesus. And what do I mean by that? What do I mean by the finished work of Jesus? Well, Jesus, you know, when he was on the cross, and we're going to be having some really awesome services in a few weeks, and talking about Jesus and the crucifixion. But, you know, Jesus went to the cross, and the very last, well, one of the last things he said, it may not be the very last thing, but I think the last thing, I commit my spirit into your hands, but he's, he's, it could have been the last thing. He said, it is finished. Maybe that was the last thing he said. It is finished. What was Jesus saying on the cross when he said, it is finished? He was saying the debt was paid for mankind. He was saying that it was paid for us. He said it was finished. In other words, we don't have to wonder. We don't have to wander. We can believe that everything that Jesus paid for is finished for us. And we got to stand in that finished work of Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? It is finished. What do you what do you mean by that, Pastor? Your healing is finished. In other words, your healing is complete, but I'm still dealing with it. Yes, but it's complete. What do you mean by that, Pastor? Two thousand years ago he completed your healing. You know, you know, really, if you think about that, sometimes we, we hear people, you know, you know, in a service getting saved. And we said, oh, God saved them that day. But really, God saved us 2,000 years ago. We're just receiving it today. We were saved 2,000. The price was paid 2,000 years ago. But, but, but see, faith is our positive response to what Jesus has already done. Oh, I'm preaching today. Faith is our positive response to what Jesus has already done. Am I preaching to anybody today? So in Galatians 3.13, talking about the threefold blessing of salvation, uh, it says here, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for his written curses, everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So he says here, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? The curse of the law was trying to maintain our, our, our rights by keeping the law of God. And I thank God that we don't have to maintain our rights by keeping the law of God, but we can maintain our rights by believing in the truth of Jesus Christ, paying the price for us. So the curse was bottom line is that we don't have to keep spinning the plates, trying to, trying to do the, the work of God, but we can believe that Jesus already done. Oh, I'm preaching today. Already done the work of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? When we believe that Jesus has already done the work of God, then we can rest in the promises of God. See, when we're trying to do all the work, we're trying to make it happen. We're trying to get our healing. No, no, we just need to learn to receive our healing. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So, so the threefold blessing of our redemption it's threefold. First of all, we are redeemed from spiritual death. That in spiritual death, that means that we're redeemed from depression. 
We're redeemed from oppression. We're, we're redeemed from, from, from any negative emotions that will try to come against us. No, no. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. I'm glad you're not too close to me because I'm spraying it today. I'm spitting cotton. Spitting cotton. Uh, amen. Hey, that's an old Pentecostal saying, spitting cotton. It means he's spraying it. He's spraying it more than he's saying it. Amen. And so, and so what I'm saying, we are, we are redeemed from spiritual death. We have spiritual life. Jesus said this way, I came that you may have life and have it less. No, have it more abundantly. And what is that life? It's called Zoe. I love that. Zoe. What is Zoe? It means the God kind of life. In other words, God is not sick up in heaven. God is healthy. Jesus is healthy. Everybody in heaven is healthy. Everybody in heaven is whole. Everybody in heaven is sound. Glory to God. Everybody in heaven has peace and joy and love. Glory to God. In abundance. And that's what Jesus paid for us to walk in. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, as Christians, we're redeemed from spiritual death. We have spiritual life. Glory to God. Romans 6.23 says it this way, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we know that the wages of sin is death. The payoff of sin is death, but the payoff of obedience is salvation in Christ Jesus. You may say, what do you mean obedience? Obeying God by receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. By receiving Jesus, the payoff is eternal life. We're, we're redeemed from poverty. I'm going to say that. I know I'm talking about healing this morning. But I, I, need, I need to kind of include you in on this. Anybody suffering any financial deficit in the house today? Or maybe, maybe there's some, some, a little bit of lack. But I'm going to say this, that Jesus redeemed you from poverty. Amen. The Bible says it's the blessing to the Lord that makes rich. And he will add no sorrow to us. That word sorrow means toil. In other words, God can bless us beyond what we can ever do in our own power. As long as we, we line up with the word of God. Look at your neighbor and say, line up with the word of God. Now, now it's going to take a couple things for you to prosper. It's, it, you, know, you know, the Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. <laughs> so, you, you, you know, prosperity comes by hard, by, by working. Yeah. Amen. Yes, yes. You, you owe, you owe, you owe. So off to work you go, right? But, but also, prosperity comes from, uh, also comes uh, by sowing. Sowing into the kingdom of God. I love that amen over there. Thank you very much, Steve. <laughs> sowing, glory to God. And so, so sowing, in other words, we must go with the laws of sowing and reaping. The Bible talks about tithes and offerings. And, and, and if you, you know, to me, it's very, lit, to me, 10%, I mean, God could be asking me for 90%. Thank God, 10% is a small amount to give God out of, out of what, what I make. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, when we, when we go in the laws, because it's not just believing, it's acting and, and responding positively to the Word of God by being obedient to God's Word. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And when you're obedient to God's word, God can do the supernatural in your lives. Say yes and amen. Amen. Glory to God. You know, it hurts so good. Amen. And so as we, as we, as we line up with the laws of, the, of, of giving, sowing, and reaping, God will bless us. Glory to God. And so we must also believe, and this is the, the key right here, we must also believe that Jesus paid the price for our healing. We must believe that. And I love what it says in 1 Peter 2.24, not that he is going to pay the price, not that I'm going to get healed someday. No, 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 no. In God's mind, you're healed today. And you say, well, how does that work, Pastor? What do you mean by that? And if I'm still dealing with symptoms, symptoms, you know, are subject to change. You may have a symptom today, but it may be gone tomorrow. Symptoms are subject to change. In other words, the only thing, everything in this realm that we live in, in the natural, is subject to change. The only thing that doesn't change is the Word of God. Can I say that again? The only thing that doesn't change is the Word of God. You know, I believe the Word of God says, I am God and I change not. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, so we got to get a revelation of that that, 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 that the Word of God is incorruptible seed that cannot change, but it will change the natural circumstances around us. You see, when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, you know, all, it was an impossible situation. It was an impossible uh, circumstance. He would, Lazarus was dead in the grave for four days. It wasn't just a healing that Jesus needed to manifest. He needed to manifest a miracle. He needed to do the impossible. And, and so you have the, Lazarus being dead for four days in the grave. He had to work a miracle for, for Lazarus to come out of that grave. That, that's amazing. So it wasn't just the healing. So, so, so Jesus' word, when he said, come forth Lazarus, uh, the power of Jesus' word caused Lazarus' spirit to go back into his body and for his body to be miraculously healed, delivered, and set free. And he came out hopping out of that grave like the Easter bunny. Hippity hop. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying today? What? It was the power of, of belief Jesus said, if you only believe, you would see the glory of God. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, believe. believe. Amen. And 1 Peter 2.24 says, who himself, this is Peter, and he's looking back at the cross, and, and he says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live to righteousness. Say, I'm dead to sin. Say, I'm alive to righteousness. By whose stripes you were healed. Now, is were present tense or past tense? It's past tense, isn't it? So that means, so, 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 so Peter is looking back at the cross and he's saying, by Jesus' stripes, you were healed. Are you, hearing, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, we got to get our faith in the now. We got to believe that we're healed now. We got to believe that, that, that the word of God is working in us now. 
more than the symptoms or the attack or the lion report, all of that, those things are subject to change. God's eternal word will change the natural things in our lives. Amen. I remember I was, uh, you know, I was single for many years and uh, I was praying for a spouse and, you know, and it didn't, you know, it, I mean, it, years went by. Years went by. But finally, I got my faith in now. I said, thank you, Lord. I'm married by faith. And when I got my faith in now, it, I was married within six months. It was, it was, it was not a shotgun marriage. So, hey, why did you get married so fast? Was, was, was that a, you know what a shotgun marriage is, right? When, 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 when you know, you get, you get the girl pregnant and, and, the, and the father has a shotgun. You, get, you, you marry my, my daughter or you're done. It's called a shotgun marriage. Amen? No, 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 no. We, we waited a couple years before we had kids. Amen? We did every, everything right as, as we knew to do right. Amen? But the bottom line is, I put my faith in the now and, 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 and there it is. She appeared. Amen. You put your faith in it now and there it is. The symptom has left your body. You put your faith in now and there it is. The doctor says, I don't know what happened to that tumor. You put your faith in the now. Amen. You believe God. I love what it says in Isaiah. It says in Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, surely he took our pain. I love that. It says, he says, surely, surely. Now, I'm not talking about surely back there. Amen. But it's like, surely he took our pain. Surely he bore our sicknesses or our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he, Jesus, was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. So we're healed. Surely. So when the enemy attacks your body, you say, surely Jesus bore my sicknesses. Yes, he he carried my pains. Surely he has done that. Oh, obviously he has done that. Amen. And so we have to get our faith in gear. I like what it says in Psalms 103. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, verse 2 and through 4. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all of your iniquities, who heals all of your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. So, so, so the psalmist is saying, he's saying, forget not God's benefits, who forgives all of your iniquities, who heals all of your diseases. So he forgives all your iniquities. You know, I was thinking about that. And when Jesus was down here, there was a couple of things. Jesus did a few things. You know, he did miracles while he was down here. But one of the most amazing things that he did, what, which what amazed me, was not just the miracles of, of him healing people, healing the leopards, healing people, delivering and casting demons out. That was amazing. But one of the most amazing things that Jesus did was he forgave sins. He forgave sins before he went to the cross. And I'm thinking, how did Jesus, wait a second, he didn't go to the cross. He doesn't have the power to forgive sin because he hadn't paid for it yet. 
Have you thought about that? How could Jesus, you know, when that when they when the when the uh, four guys took that one invalid and, and and Jesus's house was full of people and they couldn't get in because of the crowds and so they got up on the roof. You, 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 everybody needs four crazy friends. And they, and they had four, and he had four crazy friends that said, we can get up on the roof, we can tear that roof off, we can drop our friend, I mean, I mean, that, friends. You know, it took a lot of faith for that guy to allow the, the, uh, his friends to even carry him up on top of the roof. Amen. He was already hurt and he could be hurting even more. And so they tore off that roof and they dropped that man right down in front, and I believe it was Jesus' house. It said, it said, the house. So I believe it was Jesus' house. He had his own house. Yes, he was a carpenter. He built that mega house. Amen. It was amazing. And, uh, and, so, and so they dropped him right down in front of everybody. And the first audacity of Jesus, uh, the first thing he said was, Son, your sins are forgiven. What? Amen. The Pharisees were like, What? Who can forgive sin but God alone? And I'm thinking, how... Could Jesus do that? He hadn't even gone to the cross. Well, well, I know, I understand how he did it. You want me to tell you how he did it? You want me to, you want me to tell you the magic trick? Amen. Expose the, no magic trick. The Bible says that Jesus was slain from the foundation of the world. That, that Jesus has already was slain from the foundation of the world. Before we were even created, before the world was even created, God already had in his infinite plan that Jesus was going to pay for our sins, go to the cross. It was already a done deal in the mind and the heart of God. Are you thinking about that? And so it, the Bible says that Jesus was, was slain from the foundation of the world. He, in other words, God was taking this sin forgiveness on credit. He already knew that Jesus was going to go to the cross. He already knew that Jesus was going to obey every word, every jot and tittle of the word of God. Jesus came to fulfill every word of God. He says, the book is written of me, and I come to fulfill every word that's in the book. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So that's how Jesus was able to forgive sin. If your sin is forgiven, then if, if it's as easy as, as, as Jesus forgives sin as to heal your body. And I'm going to say this. It's as easy as you to get saved. It's, it's easy to get saved. All you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. But it's just as easy for you to be healed. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? It's as easy it is to be saved because, because God doesn't make it hard for you to be saved. God is not trying to get you to jump through a, a bunch of hoops and do a bunch of things and walk on, on fires of coal to get saved. No, 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 no. God is making it easy if you just confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead you shall be saved. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that by Jesus' stripes you are healed, you will receive your healing. If you confess with your mouth and believe, glory to God. My fourth key is that you have, it's a challenge when you're dealing with pain or when you're dealing with a doctor's report. The biggest challenge is to walk in the peace of God. Have you ever had a panic attack? Have you ever got a little nervous? Have you ever dealt with a little bit of fear? The enemy's constantly working against us. 
in these areas. And you have to labor to enter into the rest of the finished works of Jesus. We must, we must not stress when we receive a pain or a bad word, but we must enter into that rest. In Hebrews 4, 1 and 3, it says it this way, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of us seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in, who, in, in those who heard it. What he was talking about was the children of Israel. Uh, uh, some of the children of Israel, the, 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 the children of Israel that came out of the Egyptian bondage, they were in the wilderness. Did you know that there was a generation that died in the wilderness? They died in the wilderness. And there's people, there's people of God that's not partaking of the promises of God like they need to. And if they don't partake of the promise and starts believing, they can die in their wilderness. And you have to add faith to the word of God. Look at your neighbor and say, add faith to the word of God. And so, so, so they, they have to, they, they, they didn't mix faith with the word of God. That's the reason why a generation died in the wilderness. So we have to learn to walk in the rest of God. 1 Peter 5, 7 says it this way. Casting all your cares, all, this is amplified I'm reading, all your anxieties, all your worries, all of your concerns, once and for all on Him, for He cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you carefully. So I'm going to say this to you this morning. God cares about you. He cares, he, man, you know, some of you think, well, I don't need to pray to God about this hangnail. No, you can pray to God about anything that's harming or, 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 or causing you any pain in your life. Oh, God is too busy running the universe to, to even, you know, even have a thought about my sore throat. No, God, God paid the price through Jesus' stripes so you don't have to deal with that sore throat. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? No, you got to have faith. The fifth key, you got to have faith in God's love for you. I like what it says in Ephesians that, that, that we need to keep praying that we understand the height, the depth, the breadth, the, the length of God's love for us in Christ Jesus. We need to get a revelation of God's love for us. Look at your neighbor and say, get a revelation. See, I have you guys preaching, amen? So we must do that. I like what it says in, in 1 John 4, 19. It, said, it says this way, we love him, we love God, we love Jesus because he first loved us. We love God because he first loved us. Why we were unlovely, Jesus chose us. I like what it says in Romans 8, 31 and 32. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Think about that. If God is for you today, it doesn't matter what it, what, whatever the report is saying, whatever the pain is trying to tell you, it doesn't matter because if God is for you, then, then it doesn't matter what's against you because God will cause you to go, to go over that situation or that circumstance. Are you hear what I'm saying today? What shall we say then? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall not he, how he not with him also freely give us all things? And then it goes in, in Romans 8, 33. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? I love that. See, what the devil will try to do is when we're under attack, he'll try to accuse us. 
And the devil will try to say, look at, look at you, you're not Miss, Miss Perfect, you're not Mr. Perfect, you know you're not doing everything right, you know that you know, you, 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 you've sowed some bad seed in the past, and now you're reaping a bad harvest from it. And so the enemy, but it says here that God justifies. God justifies. In other words, you know, in other words, our justification is of Jesus. So it's not based, you know, you're, you're, you, you know, our blessing, you know, or, or the curse is not based on our past performance. It's, on, it's based on Jesus' past performance. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And he says, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Show tribulation or distress, persecution or famine, nakedness, peril or sword. And then he goes on to say that, that, that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. So no matter what may be attacking you today, you are more than a conqueror. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? I'm going to say this. If you're, going to, if you're going to walk in divine health, you need to start taking communion every day. How many people are taking, and I give you permission as the pastor of Exceed Life Church for you to take communion. You don't have to just take it at church, but you can take it at home. And you can take your Bible out and you can take the promises of God's word and you can take the word of God and you can take communion. And I've heard people being healed by receiving communion. John 6, 48 through 51 says this way. Jesus is speaking. I am the bread of life. Your father ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat of it and not die. Notice that. This is, notice what he said, this is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat of it and not die. I'm going to say it again. This is the bread that comes from heaven that one may eat of it and not die. Now I'm not saying, uh, I'm not saying that we're not going to physically die if Jesus tarries. But what I'm saying is that death cannot enter against our, our bodies. In other words, sickness is death. And as we partake of communion, we partake of the life of Jesus. It says, I am the living bread which comes down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Notice that. He will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. Then Jesus said to them, most surely I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Think about that. Think how powerful this communion is. He's saying that if you don't eat the bread and drink the cup, you have no, we know we have eternal life because we have Jesus abiding in us. But how do we make Jesus abide in us greater? How, do, how do, can we cause him to take communion? By taking communion, he's saying that, that we have that abundant life. We're, we're ramping up that abundant life in us. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise them up on the last day for my flesh is, is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. You know, it, you know it's a symbol. You know, uh, you know uh, some religions believe that when you partake of it, it's called transmutation. They believe it actually it, uh, changes to the actual blood in the body of Jesus. Well, uh, that, that's, that's great faith. I, I don't believe it actually. I believe it's a symbol. 
But, but, but in that symbol, I believe as we receive it, we do receive the same benefit. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? If we, as we take our faith in the, the body and the blood of Jesus, the body and the blood gives us that, that, that life in our, in our bodies in Jesus' name. We need to make sure that, uh, that we're taking authority over negative thoughts. We need to make sure that we're taking authority over negative thoughts. Has anybody had any negative thoughts today? Yes, the sermon's going too long. Okay. Um, <laughs> taking authority over negative thoughts. Amen? You got to take authority over negative. You know, I like what Brother Hagin says. You can't keep the birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from making a nest in your hair. And you say, well, I don't have any hair. or don't have nothing to worry about. No. Um, uh, if, if, if you can't keep the bad thoughts from coming, but you can keep them from dwelling in your minds. You can't keep the bad thoughts. Oh, oh you, you think you're going to ever get well. You think you're going to ever get better. You're going to always be dealing with this circumstance. You're going to be always dealing with this situation. No, 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 no. You, you need to do what, you do what the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. You need, you need to cast down those arguments and every high thing that exalts itself Against the knowledge of God. You've got to bring every thought to the, into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You need to cast down imaginations. What if I never get healed? But what if you get healed today? What if I never get rid of this thing? What if you get rid of it today? You know, don't, don't do that. What if it won't? Well, what if it will? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Cast it down. How do you cast down negative thoughts? You, you overcome a negative thought by a powerful word. I'm going to say that again. You overcome a negative thought that's, that's interrupting your body or your mind by speaking a positive word out of your mouth. So when the enemy says you're going to die, you have to say, no, I won't die, but I will live and declare the works of the Lord. Well, that's a scripture in the Old Testament. I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. So when the enemy says, you're going to die of this disease, you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're not going to live long. No, with long life. See, he will shoot, a, uh, he will shoot something in your mind and you've got you to overcome that thought with a word coming out of your mouth. With long life, he will satisfy me and show me his salvation. Are you hearing one? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every word that comes against me in judgment, I shall show to be in the wrong. For this is my, this is the heritage of the saints of the Lord. And my justification is of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So, so who justifies again? I'm going back in that. God justifies us. Amen. And we have to, we have to continue to put the armor of God on. We have to continue to put the armor of God on because the enemy's coming against us with those fiery darts. It says, it says here uh, in Ephesians 6, it says here, verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. No, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So, so don't, don't get caught up on your own power. No, no, the Bible says it's not by our might, it's not by our power, it's by his spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. So it's, it, it's, it's, it's the spirit of God that will change everything. So we need to 
put on the full armor of God. We need to, we need to put on the, the truth. Uh, uh, in other words, we need to walk in the truth. What, what's the truth? The, tr- the truth is that by Jesus stripes you're healed. That's the truth. The lie is whatever is coming against you saying what you have. No, you have what God says that you have. You've got you to gotta put on the breastplate of righteousness. Well, what does that mean? That, that you're made right by the blood of Christ. You're not made right in your own power or in doing good works, but in faith in Jesus Christ. You're made right in that. You have to put on the gospel of peace. How do you do that? You have to think about the gospel of peace. You have to think about what Jesus did for you and bringing peace into your life. You've got to put up the shield of faith to block every fiery missile of the evil one. You have to continue to have that helmet of salvation that you're saved, delivered, and set free. You have to keep the spirit of the sword of word working in your life, combating the enemy, because our fight is not against flesh and blood, but it's against those wicked spirits in heavenly places, and they're going down, and they're under your feet in Jesus' name. You need to invoke the praise power. You need to start praising God more. Paul and Silas, they were preaching, uh, uh, and, and they, were, they, uh, they were preaching in a town, glory to God, in Philippi. And Paul cast out a demon out of this one lady, and it ticked off some people. And they had Paul and Silas threw in prison, thrown into prison, and they were beat. And Paul and Silas, it says in, in, in Acts 16, 25 and 26, it says about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly, somebody say suddenly. See, they were praising God in their midnight hour. I'm telling you, when you get the worst report in your life, you better start praising God. You better start worshiping God. And I'm telling you, praise broke them out of their prison walls. The Bible says that that God shook the prison. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prisons were shaking at once and all prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Think about that. So Paul and Silas praised their way into the blessings, into the deliverance of God. You need to praise your way into the deliverance of God. Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks for this is the will of Christ in Jesus for you. Amen. And the last key uh, that I have is that you got to get a vision of healing. You got to get a vision of healing. In Hebrews 11, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I was reading uh, in this book and uh, uh, I, I can't think of the name of the book, but uh, this young boy was following this doctor around back in the 40s. And uh, this young girl had emphysema and she was about ready to die. And the young boy was a Christian. The doctor wasn't. And the young boy said, he, he left the young boy with the girl and said, I got some other house calls. That's when doctors made house calls. And the boy started talking to the little girl and said, uh, started talking to her and said, listen, see yourself playing by the river. See yourself. He was getting, giving, giving her a vision uh, of life. See yourself. Don't see yourself in the casket. See yourself a vision. And, the, and when the doctor came back, the symptoms started leaving her body. In other words, she got a vision of health. And if, you, if you're going to uh, walk in divine health, you've got to get a vision. Of, don't, 
Don't say, I, I think I got something. Don't say, I, I think I'm dealing with this. Uh, no, 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 no. You're not dealing with it, glory to God. God's dealing God's dealing with it. No, no, no. Don't, 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 don't self-diagnose yourself. I think I got this. No, no, no. God got it. God has it. Yes, you may be dealing with, with something that may be a lot, what I call a lion symptom. But I'm telling you, as you take the word of God, that lion symptom is going to have to leave your body. You know, you may, there, there might be some wisdom and you may need to get, maybe, maybe, maybe do some things differently than you've done in the past. You know, maybe you might need to fast and uh, maybe you need to lay off of something. Uh, but, but, but get the wisdom of God. And when you do that, you will see the miracle of God in your life. Get that vision. And I'm telling you, I believe you will see the healing in your bodies and in the people all around you. Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you that you're raising up a healthy church. Exceed Life Church is walking in health. I know there's people dealing with uh, symptoms, dealing with doctor's reports, even reports saying that they will have these these things for the rest of their life. But I believe that you are a God, a miracle working God. And I believe that you can change things in a New York second. And I thank you, Father God, if we just believe, we will see the glory of God. So I, I thank you, Father God. And the most glorious thing that we can receive is forgiveness of sins. And perhaps you're here in the audience today or perhaps you're watching online. And today is your day. Today is the day of salvation where you can have your sins forgiven. Glory to God. So I want to lead you today in a prayer of salvation that will bring forgiveness of sin and even heal your bodies. Say this and mean your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 